All right, everybody, welcome back to the SB3V Fantasy Football Tuesday Aftermath. This is the fourth episode of the show. Uh, today's date is November 3rd, 2020, um, and we are going to talk about week eight. We're going to talk about all the Sunday games and the one Monday game played last night. I'm joined with Liam Ginelli as usual. My name is Billy Strobel, and I'm going to be asking the Believe or Not questions today. So let's get started. So we're going to start with Minnesota versus Green Bay. Pretty much the main takeaway from this game is Dalvin Cook is an absolute beast. He put up 49 points. He put up four touchdowns, which I think they said was the most by a Minnesota Viking since like 1979. So he is just the entire offense. Uh, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen really didn't do anything. Dalvin Cook is, he is the Minnesota offense right now. The whole entire offense runs through this guy. In terms of Green Bay, Devontae Adams put up another solid week. And Aaron Rodgers played okay as well. But my Believe It or Not question is about the two standout players from both these teams, and that is Cook and Adams. Do you think at this moment in time, Cooks, Cook and Adams are the two best wide receiver running backs right now in fantasy? Uh, that's a good question. I'm going to say believe it, you know, because I think you would realize if you're Minnesota – maybe triple team Devontae Adams. He's the only lone receiver in that team, and they didn't seemingly do that. And so that's three touchdowns, I think seven receptions, 50 yards. He finds the end zone every week, and when he's healthy, he's an extraordinary talent. I would say, I would argue DeAndre Hopkins just due to his target ratio and his catches and everything per game. But Devontae Adams seems to end zone fine more. He's the only receiver in that team. But the trade deadline is tight, so I don't know what's going to happen with that. Hopefully Green Bay lands Will Fuller or Brandon Cooks. Someone from Houston, that's what's been rumored likely. But I agree, Devontae Adams is the wide receiver one in fantasy. For Dalvin Cook, absolutely. I would like to see what McCaffrey does when he he comes back. But there's no one touching Dalvin Cook. When he's healthy, he is a top three running back. But we say he's healthy. He's the most injury-prone player in the NFL. He'll do great in the span of these next two games. And, oh, I sprained my ankle. I'm going to be out two weeks. I'm just waiting for it to happen. But if it doesn't, yeah, he's running back one. I think it's just because Minnesota uses this guy so much. I remember I made the bold pick back in the very first aftermath that Dalvin Cook is the best fantasy running back, and I still stand by that. I think that nobody can touch him right now. Moving over, we have uh, Titans versus the Bengals. The Bengals' offense is really starting to come uh, come up. Joe Burrow, another solid game. Uh, Boyd and Higgins are really starting to come together as great fantasy options. In terms of Tennessee, starting to get a little bit, bit worried about them. Their defense is a problem, and they need to fix it. Their defense has been torched numerous times throughout the season, and just two losses in a row. So questions for Tennessee. But talking about Cincinnati, oh, and I also forgot to mention Giovanni Pernard. Um, he could be taking over Mix's job soon. He's better than Mix. He could, absolutely. Uh, so believe it or not, Boyd and Higgins are both always startable, no matter who they play. Hell yeah. Uh, Tyler Boyd's perfect in the slot. It's Joe Burrow's favorite target. And now T. Higgins always gets, what, 70, 80 yards a game, like three to four catches. I'm taking that every other week. A.J. Green uh, crapped the bed this week. He had the targets and just can't produce once again. But, yeah, I'm taking Boyd and uh, Higgins as a killer duo in Cincinnati. So if you have either one of them, feel comfortable. Wire receiver two every week for them. 
yeah, the Cincinnati offense is pretty exciting. They just have a lot of options. And I definitely agree with you. I think that Boyd, Higgins, and I could definitely see a Giovanni Bernard taking over Joe Mixon's spot. And I think that when Joe Mixon comes back, the two of them are going to definitely split carries going forward. Moving over to Chiefs, Jets. Uh, the Chiefs did what everybody thought they were going to do. They totally creamed the Jets. The Jets are just, they're just terrible. They may be the worst team in North America right now. Uh, but in, uh, question mark definitely on the Chiefs. Their running game, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire put up six points. Le'Veon Bell also, I think, put up like five, six points. Um, I believe it or not is about Le'Veon Bell, though. Uh, and this is also relates to me because I have him on one of my teams. Is he just taking up a bench spot? Is it time to drop him? I know it's early. I know he's only been on the team for two weeks. Or do you hold on to him hoping that the Chiefs could use him in their offense a bit more? Or just drop him because he's just wasting a bench spot. Oh, my God. This is going to be a headache throughout the entire season this year between Hilaire and Bell. I don't know. They're splitting carries. They finished this team on his yards rush and catches caught and receiving yards. I don't know how I coincidentally that happened. But Bell, I would keep him on your bench. Just in case Hilaire does go down, Bell's going to be the Bell cow that um, backfield. I still think it's the Clyde show there. I still think he's running back one. But it seems like Bell's starting to come up. He had the goal line carries Bell. But, nope, the the backfield in the red zone for Kansas City is McCole Hardman, Patrick Mahomes. Underhand passes to Travis Kelsey. And these damn Tyree Kill flip passes. I, the running backs don't even get the carries in the red zone. It's the receivers and tight end. But I would say keep Bell on your bench just in case. You never know what's going to happen in that offense. Okay, the next game is going to be Colts-Lions. Uh, talking about the Lions first, Kenny Galladay put up a big goose egg yeah, in that right. game, and he did get hurt. So Marvin Jones, uh, if you could add him, that would definitely be a good pickup. DeAndre Swift also yeah. just didn't do anything, but I couldn't blame him necessarily. The Colts have probably the best rushing defense. one Not one, not the best, one of the best in the NFL. Moving on to the Colts. I said, I think in episode six, that Phillip Rivers was washed. He actually has turned around, and he's starting to play a bit better. I will say that. Uh, but moving on to what I'm going to talk about is Jonathan Taylor put up five points. This is a guy that I've been talking very highly about with most uh, of my people around me. And I did make a trade that I'm already regretting. Um, I traded away Dalvin Cook for MT and JT. And that trade is really coming back to bite me hard. Michael Thomas could come back and be good, but Jonathan Taylor, I'm really starting to worry about him because we saw uh, Naheem Hines and we saw, uh, I, I don't remember his first name, Jordan but Wilkins. Jordan Wilkins also have a solid game. Uh, it just doesn't seem that Frank Reich is using Jonathan Taylor that much in that game. I know that he does have an easy schedule coming up and this is just the beginning, but is it time to start worrying about Jonathan Taylor? Look, I'm gonna, I'm a lot of cursing this podcast because I already know one of the questions I'm going to be cursing out. It's complete bullshit. That Jonathan Taylor has not got carries. He all right. It helps. I'll help. It helps fantasy owners to let you know Jonathan Taylor did get hurt in the second quarter, and he tried playing through it. But that's why we saw a lot of Naeem Hines and Jordan Wilkins. And Frank Reich actually did not even say that he will be playing next week. Jonathan Taylor. So Wilkins and Hines, you have them or waiver wire pickups. Get them because it seemed like Taylor did nothing this week. It was from injury, so I guess that's something to be positive about. But still, it's utter BS. That Taylor did not even get the bulk of the snaps in the first quarter. I don't know what's going on there. We we praise him as this guy, but he's not. I don't know. I can go on and on. I'm just saving my rant for the last question of the show. 
Yeah, one of the things that I feel okay with, uh, I don't know if the others, but I feel okay with saying stupid trades and stupid pickups I made. It's part of fantasy. You're going to make mistakes. You're not going to have a perfect season, and everybody's going to have a handful of mistakes. So I feel totally okay. You, you got finessed. I feel totally okay with <laughs> saying uh, bad trades I made in the show, and I'll say some good trades I made in the show. It's just what it is, and I like to share my experience with you guys on how my fantasy teams are doing. <laughs> Okay, the next game is going to be Pittsburgh-Baltimore. I'm just going to say this. Lamar Jackson, what the hell are you doing? This guy is starting to look like a one-season wonder. I'm just going to say it. He has looked completely off in this game, and he is reverting back to his 2018 form when he was fumbling, and and he was just he was a turnover machine. It's happening again. Uh, Pittsburgh side of the ball, Deontay Johnson. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is starting to come back, though. He is playing much better. And Chase Claypool also did get a touchdown. And James Conner didn't do too much, but the Ravens' rush D is also very solid. Um, but talking about the Baltimore running game, Mark Ingram is he's, – he's done. He, forget about it. Uh, we're going to talk about my boy, J.K. Dobbins, and Gus Edwards. Who do you feel better about going forward, J.K. or Gus? I'm high on J.K. Dobbins. Um, no, but J.K. Dobbins, in all honesty, is going to be the guy. I think he averaged nine yards per like carrier reception that game, and that's crazy for a rookie running back. He looks ready. He looks like he's been in the NFL for a couple years now. He looks confident. I'm not. I will not be surprised if J.K. is involved in the offense and leads the helm when Ingram comes back. But Edwards is the red zone running back, so that's always something to consider. I would say PPR go Dobbins, non PPR Edwards. Uh, yeah, I would have to agree with uh, J.K. because the guy's the real deal. I just wish Lamar would stop being such a ball hog because, oh yeah, he is. He has been extremely disappointing. And for somebody that drafted him in the third round and drafted him over Russell Wilson, um, that was a big mistake by me. So moving on, we have uh, the Rams and the Dolphins. Cooper Cup had 21 targets in that game, which is just ridiculous. I literally just traded him to Liam about a week ago. And this Rams offense is really random. I don't really know if what they're going to do. It's always a different guy that seems to be getting a majority of the carries, majority of the receptions. It's really random. And Jared Goff, my goodness, man, he is just he is slumped way off. Um, I think that the Rams need to look for another QB. Uh, in the offseason. I would I would say so. And then moving on to the Dolphins. This Dolphins defense has been one of the best defenses in the in the uh past few weeks. Miles Gaskin is still RB2 status and Tua didn't really do much, but it was really most of that Dolphins defense. And my question is about them, Liam. Uh, believe it or not, it's time to pick up Miami D. Yeah, eh, I don't know. I think they do have a tough schedule coming up. They have the Cardinals next week. I would stay I don't know, because this Rams high-powered offense, they picked them, picked off Goff, was all over him, forced fumbles. I would say keep them on your bench and definitely have them, because I do think they have a favorable schedule coming up. I think they get the Jets again, the Patriots, uh, two other uh, teams out there. But, yeah, no, it's definitely te- defense to consider, but if there's better streaming options, consider that. But the Cooper Cup, 21 targets. Robert Woods finished with 28 points. He had a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown. Jared Goff threw 61 times. We're not seeing that ever again from Jared Goff. We're not. So those Cooper, tug- Cooper Cup, 21 targets. Expect that to trim down to 10, 11 targets from now on. Okay, we're going to talk about uh, Patriots and Bills. Pretty uneventful game in terms of fantasy. Um, Stefan Diggs, I think, got around 15 
Cole Beasley, there's been a lot of hype him around. He didn't do much. Uh, Josh Allen, another bad week. It's it's starting to look like you're going to look for another uh, QB1 option. Although he is playing Seattle in Week 9, so we yeah. could see that could be his bounce-back game. I think I've said two weeks in a row now that Josh Allen has had his bounce-back game. <laughs> I probably shouldn't say it anymore. Uh, the Patriots, Damian Harris had a pretty good game. He had 16 points, and he de- he definitely could uh, be a, a good waiver-wire pickup, but you never know with that New England uh, backfield. It could be Burkhead. It could be James White. You never know. Uh, but my question is about the Bills' backfield. Zach Moss had a pretty solid game. Uh, he got two rushing touchdowns, and Devin Singletary also not too bad either. Uh, I asked earlier about the Ravens' running backs uh, between Dobbins and Gus. What do you think about the Bills running backs going forward? Would you rather have Zach Moss or Devin Singletary? Zach Moss. Um, this is what they're. This is why they drafted him. He's that red zone guy who's physical. Who's physical. Runs through everybody. He's not like Singletary. Singletary is still the receiving back. But if you're banking on Singletary getting sixty to seven yard, seventy yards a game and like five six catches, that's not the best thing to bank on. Definitely not was Zach Moss. Who's re- that was. This was a good game from. And I think it's time to stop saying Patriots have an elite rush defense because Zach Moss ran all over them. Philip Lindsay ran all over them. Jeff Wilson, the, Jeff Wilson ran all over them. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, but these three amateur running backs ran all up in New England, so that's I don't know what's happening there. But Josh Allen, like we said, I'm not going to say it's a get-right matchup, but he has a chance to finally, hopefully, get his luck back. Maybe use it all in September. We don't know, but he has a good game against Seattle this upcoming week. Okay, the next game, uh, this was probably the worst game of the week. It was the Oak, uh, not Oakland, uh, Vegas Raiders versus the Cleveland Browns. Uh, the Baker Mayfield cycle remains to be true, and he played a terrible game, so the cycle keeps on running. Uh, this was just nothing good happened in this game in terms of fantasy. Kareem Hunt had eight points. Josh Jacobs, I think, had 12 Darren Waller had seven. Really nothing. It was a very uh, low-scoring game. My question is about the Vegas Raiders. Josh Jacobs has been pretty disappointing this season. Uh, Even though Darren Waller did have uh, a struggle yesterday, is he the only player on this offense that you can trust going forward? Uh, I'm still going to trust Jacobs. He had 31 snaps. You have to also remember the weather was a factor this game. It was raining, snowing, sunny, windy. One kick went, like, complete left after going down straight down the middle. So that's definitely a win. That's why it was not a passing going on. But I still trust Jacobs. He's also missing his star's uh, tackle, who has COVID right now. So that's also a factor, I think, playing. I think you can trust Jacobs Wallers. I think a boomer bust tight end at this rate. He's not really that consistent. Um, Out of all the receivers, though, and... Vegas, if you're really that deep in deeper leagues and you need receivers, probably Hunter Renfro. He plays the slot really well, and he just usually finds the end zone and gets 60, 70 yards a game. So he's someone to definitely consider. All right, so that's it for the uh, the 1 o'clock games right there. Moving on now to the 4 and 425. Uh, we have the Chargers and the Broncos. Uh, the Broncos won off a game-winning touchdown pass by my boy from Penn State, K.J. Hamler. And Keenan Allen had a pretty solid game. Justin Jackson, 17 points. Uh, he looking to be the the running back one until Eckler comes back. But talking uh, specifically about the Broncos, Philip Lindsay had a pretty solid game yesterday. Uh, believe it or not, you can add Philip Lindsay to your roster again. I don't know if, if why you dropped him, first of all. He's the more elusive player. Then Melvin Gordon, and I think he's the running back one in Denver. 
I think Melvin Gordon had a shot and he didn't play. Lindsey's more elusive. He's the receiving back. He's just a better overall player. If you dropped him, uh, I don't know why he did. I don't. I'm confused, but you can you can definitely start him as a flex or running back too. Um, being serious, he's the real deal. And for the Chargers side, I don't I don't know what's happening. Justin Jackson's going back to his film. I don't know what's gonna happen. Austin Eckler comes back, but Mike Williams is really good. And Herbert, yeah, yeah Herbert. I feel bad for Herbert. He's a really good quarterback. He's really showing all the skills, and his fantasy is just going up. But these 16, they've lost four straight games above 16. No one's ever done that in NFL history. That's crazy. But we'll see what comes. But I'm fine with, um, who'd you say again? I forgot. Oh, Philip Lindsay is your, you can keep him. Okay, so moving on, we have, uh, this was the primetime game, Bears and Saints. Alma Kamara had another solid 25-point uh, performance. On Robinson also did good. Pretty good game all around, did go to OT. The Saints did get the victory. My question is going to be about Jared Cook. The guy doesn't get a lot of receptions, but he has four touchdowns in six games. Uh, George Kittle is out now. So is Jared Cook entering the top five tight end conversation right now? I did pick him up because I do have Kittle in one of my leagues. And, of course, Kittle is going to be out for eight weeks with a uh, broken toe. So is Jared Cook is he top five? Because I think that this season the tight ends have kind of taken a, a dip in quality. Not as good as they were last year. We thought Jono Smith was going to be something. He's had three terrible games in a row. Uh, so what do we think of Jared Cook? I don't know if I'm going to give him top five. Like you said, he only finds the end zone. And, and he gets like three catches after the does his touchdown. So I don't know if I can, I can name five tight ends better than him. Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrew, Darren Waller. I actually might have to give it to him. There's a lot of top, there's a lot of tight ends too, but I just don't think they're top five potential. Dallas Goddard, maybe if he gets healthy and he gets better again, I don't know. But I don't know if Jared Cook, you're gonna lot rely on him. If that's your only tight end you're banking on, that's not the greatest idea. But you never know. And the Bears, actually, I want to ask you a question: Would you put Mitchell Trubisky back in? Um. I think that this Bears offense has been doing okay. I wouldn't even trust Trubisky at all. I know people think that they should put Mitch back in, but this isn't biased or anything, not because it's Nick Foles, but I would I would stick with Nick Foles going forward. They still have a 5-3 and three record. Yeah. Uh, so I wouldn't change anything. But if Foles has uh, another bad game, I would definitely maybe put in Trubisky. Okay, so moving on, we have uh, the Niners versus the Seahawks. Russell Wilson is the clear-cut MVP favorite right now. There is no doubt about that. DK Metcalf put up 39, 40 points, something something around that range. One of these Seahawks receivers is going to pop off every single week, no matter who they play. DJ Dallas, um, if Chris Carson stays out, he could be a good uh, waiver pickup. He had 22 points, I believe. Talking talking about the Niners, Brad Nayuk, I said he was going to have a big game. I said he was going to put up over 20 points, and I was right. He had 23 George Kittle is out probably for the rest of the season uh, of fantasy. Uh, with Kittle out, believe it or not, Ayuk is a must-start every single week. Uh, yeah, I would say so. Especially Dio Samuel still out. And what else is going to happen? Dio Samuel. Kendrick Bourne had, had a good game. Jordan Reed, someone you should pick up from the waiver wire because he played well when George Kittle was out. And I just grabbed him this morning. I woke up at 4 in the morning to grab him. 
But the Seattle thing, yeah, it's such a funny story. I saw something on Twitter. DK Metcalf got tested for uh, steroids after that game. Because <laughs> I'm not even joking. Because everybody's questioning how he ran that fast and cut the corner so quickly. And what was I going to say? Um, and then Tyler Lockett, don't start him after he has a breakout game because he's gonna he's gonna crap the bed. So if he has a over thirty point performance, don't start him the next week because he's gonna have an eight point performance. But I agree, Brandon Yokes a really good t- option going forward. Yeah, DK Metcalf has just been so good. Uh, still very salty because the Eagles drafted JJ Arcega Whiteside over him, which I mean, I just, <laughs> nothing much you can say about that, but. Uh, now moving on to the prime time game Sunday night, uh, the best division in the NFL currently the NFC East, um, the Cowboys and the Eagles. Uh, not really much going on in this game. Zeke had another dud. I mean, when you don't have an offensive line, you're not surprised. Mari Cooper put up one point five. These Cowboys receivers, man, I just don't think you can trust any of them going forward. In fact, I think that Gallup easily droppable. I would maybe even see CD Lamb could be dropped unless they try to trade for Fitzpatrick or get somebody you can't continue Andy Andy Dalton yeah you can't continue to trust uh Dalton or Danucci going forward in terms of the Eagles Travis Fulgham he I think I saw a stat since week four he's had the most receiving yards in the NFL uh Liam believe it or not Fulgham is a solid wide receiver too going forward yeah no Definitely. After seeing that game, yeah, no, he definitely deserves wide receiver two status. You should, everybody should pick him up or at least have him ready. He should not be in waivers in any league. And you can start him confidently every week. I still think Carson Wentz is dog shit. I'm going to be honest with you. He just fumbles and throws the ball. Like, I'm so confused. What's going on with him? But if Fulgham's finding the end zone, you should be happy with that. And don't worry about the QB situation there. But Dallas, yeah. Brett Danucci, they tried everything in their in their plan to not make him throw the ball, but they had to sometimes, and that just resulted in utter madness. And that game was disgusting. I fell asleep at halftime and how boring it was. Yeah, so Liam is going to rant about his QB uh, in the oh, final segment of the show, but I just want to say Carson Wentz, that game was terrible. You better get it together or Jalen Hurts is going to take over your job. Uh, so now moving on to the Monday night game, Bucks versus Giants. I don't know why Giants fans are upset. The Giants put up a good game. Uh, Wayne Gallman has been playing pretty good, uh, taking over for Devontae Freeman. In terms of the Bucs, uh, Mike Evans and Gronk, both 15-plus games. Gronk has really turned it around. We were saying earlier in the season this guy was done, this guy was toast. He's found the end zone, I think, three games, three or four games in a row now. He just He's a great end zone target. I'm, I'm pretty sure Joe said it early. Uh, on in the podcast, he said that he would be a great red zone target. That could change because Antonio Brown is coming back next week. The long-anticipated return of Antonio Brown. I never thought I would see him back in the NFL, but he is back. So, Liam, Giants fans, I would pay attention and listen closely because you have one right to the left of me. Believe it or not, Daniel Jones' starting QB job is in serious jeopardy. All right, I don't care if this gets edited out. It's not going to get edited out. It's my show, my rules. I'm cursing. I don't give a shit. I've been so fucking patient with Daniel Jones, and he's officially lost my confidence in him. He throws the two shittiest picks I've ever seen in my life. I'm staring at the TV like saying, what the hell did I just see? He's throwing it. In, I don't know. Darius Slayton, wide open touchdown. Oh, that's six points right there. Throws it at the defender. 
all over Golden Tate. Chuck it at the ground. Stop trying to be the hero. We're winning. We don't need to force the ball there. Sterling Shepard, wide over, wide open, overthrow. I don't know what the hell you're seeing. He has fucking tunnel vision. I am so confused. I'm gonna look, I'm gonna bring up the positives. Cause he makes some good throws. Like that Deion Lewis touchdown. Oh, that was great. That was a perfect over the shoulder touchdown. Golden Tate at the end of the game. Finds him. But that's just you can't have that consistency issues. You can't say, Oh, I fucked up. Let me make it up for you by a touchdown pass. You can't do that. You can't. You have to be consistent these next upcoming weeks. I said it last night in my story. If he, the Giants continue to lose out and he commits a turnover every game, no matter who the fucking GM is next year, we are going to see Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence or Trey Lance, any damn quarterback in New York. And it's just so annoying and frustrating as a Giants fan to go back under the rookie quarterback process. It's frustrating. I do think the Giants, their defense top 10. I don't care what anybody says. They keep them in the games. They deserve so much more respect. And everybody's like, oh, they, they don't. No, because the defense is on the field all 45 fucking minutes of the game. The Giants just can't can't do it anymore, Jones. I love you. Vanilla Vic, you're good. You have some attributes, but you have so many more cons and weaknesses, which make me start to doubt you. I, these upcoming weeks can be so critical. And for fantasy reasons, start Slayton and Shepard every week. He's his favorite target. Ingram had a good game. Tampa Bay, we'll see what happens with Tony Brown. We'll discuss that Saturday. But that's what I'm done with the Daniel Jones rant. If you want to talk to me more about it, I will go one-on-one with you. I don't want to see anybody backing him up after last night's shit performance. That loss is all on him. No one else. Hi, everybody. Thank you for watching uh, episode four of Tuesday Aftermath. Uh, We will see you guys this Saturday for episode nine. Back with Joe and Anthony. I'm Billy Strobel, and I have a very angry Giants fan, Liam Ginelli. Thank you guys so much for watching and have a good day.